0: This episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there, from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Fedrick. Mental health is something that's becoming a lot more openly discussed and is starting to become a lot more accepted in our society as something that must be a priority and must be intentionally taken care of. However, in spite of this increase in conversation, it'd be really naive to assert that there's still not some stigma and discomfort around this topic. Here with us today is Alexis Perkins, a fitness expert and the host of We Are Living Healthy. Alexis is going to be chatting with us about the importance of normalizing mental health and also ways to use physical health to work to strengthen and improve mental health. Hi, Alexis. Welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm so
1: excited to be here, Liz.
0: I'm so excited to have you. I know we were just laughing prior to starting when I was on your show prior, which we'll talk about shortly, but for us to be then switching roles. So funny.
1: Yes, it's nice. <laughs> you know,
0: I love it. Tell us a little bit about what you do. So as a fitness expert, what exactly does that mean?
1: I'm I've been in the fitness industry for over 10 years. I've done group exercise, personal training, all the way down to owning my own fitness studio. And now I'm also the founder and creative director for Chair One Fitness, which caters fitness levels to all abilities. So I've been in this industry for a while and many times we talk about the body, but on a personal level, I love to dig deeper when it comes down to having a healthy mind as well. Sure. And so
0: important and they're so interconnected. What do you think is so important about normalizing this conversation around mental health? Like, Where does your passion for that
1: come from? Because when we talk about healthy bodies, it's out there. The information is right there for you. If you have an injury, you can go to the doctor. If you are feeling some kind of way, there's probably a pill or there's a remedy and it's openly talked about. The second that you say, I don't feel well, somebody says, you should go get checked out, right? But when it comes down to mental health, it's more so people are embarrassed to say, you know, I think I might need a breast or I feel sad more than I usually do. And the information isn't out there for people to connect it. Like somebody may think that they're just having chest pains. And then if you were to talk to a mental health professional, it might be anxiety. There might be some coping mechanisms (laughs) if you talk about it. So I just think that as important as the physical body is and how we have so many tools and so many resources, that it should be just as equally important for your mental health.
0: Absolutely. i completely wholeheartedly agree and i i mean i think that's such a great point and also when somebody says they don't feel well what's so interesting to the point that you just made is that we are so quick to jump to assuming they're referring to their physical health right and i think that that's another example of how um mental health is just not as widely accepted because to your point they could very well mean anxiety or depressive symptoms or something along those lines how do you how do you combine that with the physical health like so the work that you do with physical health how are you kind of using that to then help mental health
1: Well, for me personally, I know I'm a huge advocate for having a therapist or a counselor. So anybody who knows me knows I will openly speak about openly with confidence. Yes, I see my therapist. Yes. They have helped me. Me personally, mine was anxiety when it came down to work and expectations and goals and it just seemed like so much and sometimes it was like <gasps> and I said I think I want to go talk to someone and the reason why I use my platform to speak about it openly is to normalize it and I like to joke around and play with it as well like if somebody were to call me crazy I'm like no I'm not my therapist told me I was <laughs> I'm not crazy actually <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, just utilizing the platform to speak about it, and also I'm a I'm kind of a nerd, so I like to study and I like to read. And the thing is that even if you start to understand your own mind and then you understand the basics, not even going in depth, but the basics of psychology and moods and things like that, even if you have somebody who is a complete denial, you as a person might be able to recognize something and be able to talk to them in a different way. So if somebody's very angry and you already understand emotions, like what's causing it instead of, how do you have the right to talk to me that way? It could be, you know what? If somebody's acting this angry, there, must, there might be something going on personally. There might be a trigger, there might be this, there might be that. So not only is it good for managing yourself and your life, but it's also good with how you manage interactions with other people. For
0: sure. And that's, I mean, that is the EQ, right? That's that emotional intelligence that makes all the difference. And by having more knowledge around it and by doing more research around it, also, like you're saying, doing more work on yourself, you can then be that much more patient or kind or whatever that other person meets in in those interactions, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that I love about the emotional intelligence when it comes down to understanding yourself is that you don't just have to live day to day with these things there are coping mechanisms you don't yes. just have to deal with it so when i first started off with anxiety i thought well, that i'm just stressed it's normal no you don't have to run around feeling like there's an elephant sitting on your sitting on your chest and also being able to identify it like if you have a sore throat and a stuffy nose and temperature. You go to the doctor and they're going to tell you, hey, you might have the flu. I think when you talk about it openly, as far as what the symptoms look like, for example, if all of a sudden you're fatigued, you've noticed that you started to procrastinate. You notice that you feel a little bit more down. You notice that you're no longer listening to happy music and it's more so melancholy. Or you notice that you're saying no a lot more to your friends when they're asking you to go out if we talk about it openly, then you can say, wait a minute, I might be, maybe, maybe I need to be proactive about getting some good vibes back. Yes. Because (laughs) you can identify what they feel like. So that's That's why. Yes.
0: Yes. It's key. When you realized that you were dealing with anxiety, were there anything that you started doing for your physical body that was helpful for the anxiety?
1: Yes, when it comes down to the combination of physical health and mental health, it's almost like asking the question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? They are just intertwined so much. So when it comes down to the mental health part, sometimes if you're feeling down, if you're feeling anxious, you might have a little struggle getting up to get started. Okay. And so I personally came up with some things that will get you going even when you're feeling a little low, which is, oh, I don't want to do this. Just do five minutes. That's more that's more chewable. Like five minutes, I can do fast. Yeah. Or even if it's if you feel the pressure and everything, and you start feeling the symptoms in in my body, I would say, okay, do something nice for yourself before you jump into work. All right, love, your, love yourself as you are, even though you want to see changes. Whatever those changes are, it could be physical changes, changes in finances, changes in relationship. But no matter what, don't put that much pressure on yourself. Love yourself today, and just kind of set a reminder. When it comes down to that, I usually go above and beyond because, I don't know, that's just my personality type. One time when I did feel like I was slipping into depression, I literally set an alarm in my phone for every two hours with a reminder to stay positive. Oh, okay.
0: Well, that, I mean, that's the <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. And I often encourage my clients to use alarms when they're struggling with anxiety or depression. To your point, like go for a walk or do some meditation or those things, as you're saying, that we're not feeling motivated to do when we're feeling low or if we're feeling overwhelmed. And so if we have those external reminders, that is actually incredibly helpful.
1: Yes. And when it comes down to the emotions, I like to treat exercise like medicine, because if you were to go to a doctor or something else, they might tell you, hey, you need to take more vitamins or you might need more vitamin D. Or you might be low on this. Or, you know, even if you have a low metabolism, it could be a thyroid. It might be high, low, this, that. But sure. when you exercise, it automatically increases the endorphins that are moving throughout the body. And you actually are giving yourself the happy medicine you need through movement. And so yeah. you don't take a pill. Take Go work out. Get the blood. Get the oxygen flowing. And the oxygen exactly right. moves will boost. And it's just getting over that hump of going. Yes.
0: Yeah, because when you're experiencing burnout or as you're saying, like the depressive symptoms that it it is that can for some people, it feels impossible. And so you're right. Just that nudge go do five minutes can make all the difference.
1: Yeah, you're, it's attainable.
0: Yes. And you host one of our sister shows. We're living healthy. Yeah, love it. Tell us about that show. What what it, what do you guys speak about on there?
1: We Are Living Healthy is amazing. We talk about all things health and wellness. So we'll cover different workouts that you can do, different health tips, different dietary things. We can cover new equipment in the medical industry. We talk about a little bit of everything. And so it's all about the well-being. And we always, with intention, are giving out good information for the viewers and for the listeners. We want everybody's life to be improved. Health is so important. You can have a million dollars, but if you're not healthy, it's not worth it. So we want to make sure that we're giving that information to help people stay healthy. I love it.
0: Where can our viewers find more information about you, about the show, everything?
1: And yes, well, on Facebook, they could follow the show at We Are Living Healthy, and they could also subscribe. And we also have the podcast, so no excuses. You can watch. You can listen. And if anybody wants to contact me directly, I'm super easy to find. I'm on Instagram at I am King Alexis. And yeah, very easy to find.
0: Very cool. Thank you so much for joining us, Alexis. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. Keep doing what you do. I love it.
0: You as well. (laughs) And thank you all for tuning into this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram. And also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Call Me Corn Connected.